so this morning, my intention is to bring um, a three-part series message, how to invest in yourself and your future to a close. And um, so um, we'll do that this morning. Praise God. Has it been worth it? All right. So um, the Bible says it's not the hearer of the word that benefits from it, but the doer of the same. So I would encourage you, um, the things we've been speaking about, you know, that we spoke about in the last two weeks, and today being the third, you know, part in that series, I would encourage you to put these things to work. They have the capacity to turn your life around, right? These are things that I've put to work for years and has made a difference, right? So I would encourage you to put these things to work, right? Make them your lifestyle. And the anchor scripture for this series, how to invest in yourself and in your future, Right, has been taken from Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 28. Matthew 7, 24 to 28, where the Bible says, Therefore, whosoever hears the sayings of mine and does them, it says, I will liken him unto a man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house. And it fell not. Why? Because of what he had built his house upon. Right, it says, because it was founded upon a rock, and everyone that hears the sayings of mine and does them not, the Bible says that same man will be likened unto a foolish man, right, which built his house upon the sand, and the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. May what you are building last in the days that matter in Jesus' name. And just, I think it was last week I mentioned this, that every one of us, we are going to experience the tests of whatever it is we've been building. Whatever it is that you've been building will be tested. The quality of what you are building with will be tested. And so it is very important, it is very essential, right, that we'll build on things that will last. Things that will last. And nothing lasts like principles. Nothing lasts like God's word, right? Don't build on fashion. Don't build on trends. Um, uh, someone said many years ago and I never forgot because it's true he said whoever is married to the spirit of the age will soon become a widow why? because the spirit of the age is always shifting whatever is trending now is not going to trend next year whatever is trending next year is not going to trend years to come so if you build your life around what is trending you are soon going be, to become a widow are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? or a widower as it were so build your life on what will last because the storms of life are going to come the storms of life will come. And if you've been building on the wrong things, if you've been building on things that are shifting, what is going to happen is everything you have been building or everything you have built is going to fall like a pack of cards. It's going to fall. It's going to fall. And we said that when you are building, you must have a long-term perspective. You must have a long-term perspective. In life, you either have a you know, short-term thinking or a long-term thinking. You see, if you don't have a long-term perspective, right, you are not going to invest in yourself and in your future. Because investing, right, um, people invest in themselves and in their future simply because they believe there is a future waiting for them. If you don't believe there is anything waiting for you in the future, why should you invest in the future, right? The reason people don't prioritize the future is because they are obsessed with the moment. They are obsessed with the moment. And I gave the illustration of Judas, right? Judas sold Jesus. Why? Because he didn't have a long-term perspective. He was only thinking about the gains of the moment. And eventually, after he got the money, the Bible says that he realized what he had done. But it was too late. It was too late. Because there was no way it was written in scriptures that it was Judas that would betray Jesus. The devil simply looked for a guy that had weakness. 
Right? They had a weakness he could take advantage of. So there was, it could have been Peter. It could have been John. It could have been anyone. It could have been Luke. But it was Judas that made himself available, right, to be used by the devil. And one of the reasons was because he didn't have a long-term perspective. He was just thinking of what to gain now. And that's why I always encourage people, especially if you are, you know, between the ages of 18, right, and maybe 25 or 30, your focus, right, should not be on what you can get now. It should be on who you are becoming. Success is not what you pursue. It is what you attract as a result of who you have become. You see, there is a level you get to when you have embraced certain lifestyles and principles and you have invested in yourself that failure becomes impossible. Because if they take everything you have built away from you, right, and they take you to another location, because what produces it is on the inside of you, you can reproduce those same things. But if your attention is on what is on the outside, how to look good, how to smell nice, you see, in the days that matter, in life, you either play now and pay later right or you pay now and play later but everybody's gonna pay everybody's gonna pay <laughs> and it is better to pay that's what the, in the immediate while we are still young that's what the bible says i think is lamentations 327 it said it is good that a man should bear his yoke in his youth in his youth in his youth i think it was at, it was at the quantum leap conference i mentioned this you know trying to create a balance of this you know uh, uh, um, god is a god of second chance thing you see let me tell you, God is a God of second chance, but he never told you when he's going to give you that second chance. So there are some things that if you don't take advantage of it in your youthful years, right? It's, it's not that those things may never happen again, but let me tell you this. You might never be able to take a full advantage of those seasons anymore. When certain seasons of life, when they go, they are gone. You have to wait for another season. So, for instance, if you meet planting season as a farmer, I have an understanding of agriculture. I went to a school of agriculture, praise God, right? Once you miss planting season, there is no amount of prayer fasting that you can get engaged in that will bring you have to wait for the next year. You can say, God is a God of second chance. So, if I miss it in, uh, okay, when do they plant means? I can't even remember. When do they plant this? <laughs> huh? When? There's no agreement person here. Everybody is into IT. <laughs> Praise God. So I think it's March there about maybe March or uh, March. March, April. Okay, so I'm still a little bit right. My parents' money didn't go to waste. <laughs> so you plant in March, right? And maybe is it 60 or 90 days you get maize, right? But you say, I ah, know, since I didn't plant, no problem. I, I, I can plant in November. It doesn't matter. It matters. And so we must have a long-term perspective. Don't only think of the now. Think of the future. And just like I said, the future is not some distant dates and days. You see, the quality of your existence now is a reflection of the investment made in the past. There is no... <laughs> there is no... Um, how do I put it now? It, it doesn't take rocket science intelligence. You can't harvest where you have not reaped. Your future is meant to be a harvest of your past. And you see, whatever it is you have this in the future is a reflection of what you sowed in the past. You can't plan to have this, you see, in the future, what you have not sown in the past. You can't. You can't. Many people try to turn God into a magician in the name of miracles. God is a miracle worker. He's not a magician. That's why you study every miracle as a God part and a man part. Anything that doesn't involve you is magic. 
for every miracle in the scripture, go study it. God will tell the children of Israel, do this. When you do this, I will do this. A man was blind. He said he wanted to be healed. He said, go and wash in the pool of Siloam. You are a blind man. How is he supposed to see? That's not his business. It's his own responsibility. If he wants to express the miracle of sin, he has to go find the pool of Siloam. Is it that he gets someone to take him there or he finds his way there? Your name is Neymar. You are a general. It doesn't matter. You want to be healed of your leprosy. Go wash seven times in a specific river, River Jordan. If you like, go to River Damascus. Go to River Thames. You're on your own. Am I making sense this morning? So have a long-term perspective. If there is anything I want to drive in in this series, it is having that a long-term perspective. A long-term perspective. A long-term perspective. Before you make that purchase, ask yourself, what is the relevance of this to my future? You see, no matter how much you try to impress people, they are only impressed for five minutes. But many people have lost the investment they should make in their future because they want to impress people. No matter how expensive you, uh, 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 the amount you spend on something, no matter how expensive it is, if people see for the first time, oh, wow, this is nice. If they keep saying this is nice, second time, third time, even you, you'll be suspicious. Ah, haven't you seen it before? Oh, wow, this is nice. Ah, congratulations. Ah, let me see. That, that's all. That's what many people are living for. Wrecking the future because of compliments in the immediate. So we said to invest in yourself and in your future, cultivate the habit of reading. Number two, we said find a mentor. Number three, cultivate relationships in your discomfort zone. Many people try to cultivate relationships only in their comfort zone. The people that speak their language, the people that look like them, smell like them, think like them, the people in the same career with them. If everybody in your circle of influence thinks, talks like you, your future is going to be limited. Seriously limited. I see people that they are so comfortable, you know. Uh, you know it can even happen in a church setting. That the people in choir don't talk to people in nursery. It now becomes a small sect of some sort. The people in media have their own carcass. So he now says, do you know this person? Eh, I know him, I know her, but I don't know her name. In the same church. Because uh, those of us in media, we understand media language. That's why you can be a doctor and all your friends are doctors. What happens the day you get into trouble and you don't have one lawyer friend? Because your doctor in, they put you behind bars. Because there is no injection that is needed. It's a learned colleague that is needed. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? If you are a business person, have friends who are into career building. Friends who are employees. So cultivate relationships in your discomfort zone. Because you are either building relationships or living in your comfort zone, in your discomfort zone, or in your delusional zone. Some people want to build relationships in their delusional zone. In the sense that, someone can be saying now, you say, um, I, want to, I want to meet so, 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 and so person. Why? Because he's a multi-millionaire and billionaire. He does not want to meet you. That's just the truth. The reason why many people lose their esteem in life is because they are running after the people, right, that don't even want to have anything to do with them. Let me tell you this. There is a stage you get to in life. The Holy Spirit had to teach me this. You see, in life, you attract quality relationships. You don't run after them. It's easier for you to build a relationship with specific people group when they have had something about you. Nobody, you see, let me tell you, the higher people rise, the more suspicious they become. That's just the truth. 
I'm privileged to know a few. They're small suspicious because they don't know why you are coming around them. Because everybody coming around them is coming to get something. So when they see you, you are, the belief is you are also one of them. But when you have achieved the measure of success and advancement with your own life, it creates a common ground. Relationships will say you should cultivate, you say with your spouse, children, blah, blah, blah. Get the message. Number four, be consistently and faithfully engaged in selfless service. Be consistently and faithfully engaged in selfless service. David served his father. That was why the day he was going to meet his, um, um, uh, you know, step into his destiny. It was his father that sent him on an errand. Do you know that? David didn't wake up that morning knowing that he was going to become the general of the army of Israel. He just woke up and his father sent him on an errand. He said, go give this food to your, to your brothers. And he went because he was already used to serving his father. David served his father. Joseph served Potiphar and the prison warden. Who are you serving? Who are you serving? This is a generation of loose people. People who have no, no, no control, no attachment. Everybody is on their own. That's why people are building small things. Because nobody wants to serve. No, no, no. Why? why? They, they want to use me. But when you are praying, you say, God, use me. When you say God should use you, human beings he will send you to, to use you. And let me tell you this. The rate of use is what determines the level of usefulness. If nobody is using you, you will become useless. That's why if you, you say, ask the people in HR, no matter the certificate you come out of school with, even if you come out with a first class, if they check your CV and you've not worked for like six years, they will question that first class. Because as far as they are concerned, it is obsolete. They say, no, I came out with first class. No, me, I can't, I can't serve anybody. I've now been working with a startup. No, 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 no. I should be working in a multinational. Well done. Number five. Learn new skills and improve on your current skills. The lifespan of the average skill in the 21st century has been said to be six years. So the key to the future is to keep educating yourself by learning new skills and improving on your current skills. Learning new skills and improving on your current skills. If 365 days pass without you learning something new, it is a wasted year. Write that down, never forget it. I said it. 365 days, that is one year. One year, and you did not learn one new thing. You have no excuse in the days of YouTube. At least no matter how, you see, the more you learn, the slower you age. When you learn new things, it creates new neural pathways in your brain that makes you younger. So identify your key results areas and strengthen yourself in those areas through the massive acquisition of knowledge. What are your key results areas? For those of us who are into career, you understand what that means. When you go to work, there are certain things expected of you. You don't just go to the office and they just say, do anything. No, there are things that as an individual, when they employed you, there were things that they expect from you. And so every other thing, you may be doing so many things, but what are your key result areas? As a business person, I think it is business people that find it more difficult identifying this. Because as a business person, you become a boboche, you know, jack of all trade. 
as a business person, one of the things you need to identify early is what are the things that only I'm the only one that can do this thing in this business. That if I don't do this thing, this business will end. You might not be able to say, you might not be able to do that in the immediate when the business is just growing, but identify it and keep trusting God for expansion to the point whereby you can hands off certain things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? One of the things I'm trusting God for, you know, is the rise of leadership in the gateway church. There are so many things I want to hands up that I don't want to have an idea about. Because I know the more I handle those things, the more I'm injuring the growth of this house. Because the major responsibility of point leadership is visioneering. But when you had one carrying speaker, carrying this one, how can you see? You can't hear so as a business person, you are the one, you, you fill the gen, you service the gen, you call the dispatch rider, you, the business will not grow beyond you. You'll be calling yourself a CEO, but you are simply a trader. Number six, we said travel early, travel far, and travel often. Exposure is one of the greatest form of investment you can make in yourself. And let me tell you this, one of the greatest form of exposure is traveling. Leaving your comfort zone, leaving your familiar territory. Watching movies is not the same thing as traveling. I'm saying, I know, I, I, I've, I've been to London. <laughs> Where? I know, I watch London as funny. <laughs> You've not been to London. <laughs> Praise God. The farther you travel, the more you realize that there is a world out there that does not even know you exist. One of the things I've come to see, one thing about traveling is this, it will humble you. It's because we are limited in your environment. You have one small change in your account, you think you're already a big boy. When you cross continent, you realize how broke you are. Everybody knows you in your environment now. When they talk to you now, your shoulder is so, it's like anger. But when you get to an environment, you know, when you know, there are some places that when you get everybody knows you. Ah, good afternoon, sir. Welcome, ah. But you get to another place and nobody even looks at you twice. You realize how insignificant you are. And how much you still need to work on yourself to achieve global relevance. I can see where you are just assume, ah, yes, I'm the king of the hill. And there are some people that there's no country they get to. At least somebody will know them. So you have not achieved enough. Praise the Lord. And you might not come to the realization of that until you go to certain places. Number seven, develop your self-confidence and self-esteem. Develop your self-confidence and self-esteem. Most people fail in life and in the marketplace because deep down on the inside of them, they believe they cannot succeed. They just believe some things are too big for their destiny. It's a conversation they have with themselves. They might not tell people, but on the inside of them, when they see certain things, they just feel, ah, this is so big for me. This is so big for me. I have a life strategy. Whatever I think, when I see something and I feel, this thing is too big, I go out of my way to get that thing. To prove to myself that nothing is too big for me. Not to prove to anybody. I have no point to prove to, to, prove to myself. Develop your self-esteem and self-confidence. You cannot rise in life beyond your self-esteem. You cannot. No matter the oil we pour on you, the hand we lay, even if we lay leg and body. If your self-esteem is so low that you are not seeing yourself beyond certain levels, no matter what anybody does for you, you won't move beyond that level. Even if you break that limit and you go beyond that limit, you, something will drive you back to your comfort. 
Your lack of faith in yourself will eventually become your self-fulfilling prophecy. You must believe in yourself. You must believe in yourself. That's why you need to get the message, the spiritual laws of victory that we ended on Wednesday, the series for the month. We emphasize on the law of awareness. Who are you? Having an understanding of who you are, who Christ has made you, who God has made you through the death, the burial, you know, the resurrection and the sitting down of Christ, alone should give you self-confidence that you are not a nobody. If you don't have that understanding, you see, it is that understanding should even drive the way you carry yourself in the marketplace. When you have that understanding, you will not see yourself as a co-hustler in a specific, you know, industry. You know you are there to take over. You know you are there to dominate. You are not there to compete. Competition is a strategy of people who are short-sighted. Because competition simply, you know, connotes that you are conscious of what people are doing. So you are competing. When you compete with people, you bring yourself down to their level. But when you think domination, you think of rising above all. So even when you are aware of what others are doing, it's just for information purposes. It's not, you see, the moment you start thinking competition, I want to compete, I want to, ah, you bring yourself down. You are that with Christ in heavenly places, far above all. Far above all. Far above all. Far above all. Develop your self-confidence and your self-esteem. How do you do that? Number one, take time to remember and acknowledge your accomplishments. Practical steps to developing your self-confidence and self-esteem. Number one, take time to remember and acknowledge your accomplishment. The mind unconsciously tilts towards the negative. So the average person does not even recognize the achievements that they have experienced. The average person, when they want to think about their life, they think about their failures, you know, how they failed, uh, lost in business, lost this money, you know, had a divorce, had a broken relationship. That's what the mind of the average person thinks about. But you say, if I start, we don't have the time, but if I start talking to everybody here one-on-one, I will show you the things you have achieved that you don't even know the achievements. Focus on your achievements, not on your shortcomings. Number two step to developing self-confidence and self-esteem. Write down one-on-one goals that you want to accomplish in your lifetime in your lifetime and tick them as you accomplish them it's called the bucket list i came across this when i was on campus many years ago you know i said that one of the things you need to do you say and it has really worked for me write down 101 things 101 things you want to achieve in your lifetime you see you think i want to i can write it It, when you it is easy to write the first 20 is when you get to 30 you now have to think it will force you to think 101 things and as you begin to achieve those things and you tick them, there is a way it boosts your self-esteem. There is a way it boosts your... Because if you can do this, it means you can do that. You look at someone like David in scriptures. Why, how did David have the confidence to confront Goliath? Something everybody ran away from. A whole army. Because David remembered what God did for him. He said, I was in the wilderness. I wasn't doing it for showmanship. A lion came after my father's flock. I went after it. A beer came. I went after it. So if I, God could do that through me, this is a lie thing. Write down your goals. Somebody might need to do that before the end of this month. Write it down. Don't just hear it. Do it. It's not the hearer that benefits from the word. It's the doer of the same. So my, that might be somebody's goal after today's service. I'm going to get on before the end of today. I want to, what, what am I want? Where do you want to go? 
What do you want to do? What do you want to have? What do you want? Write those You see, your first responsibility is not to identify how it will happen. It's to identify what. And as you grow and mature, you realize that there are some things I really don't want. You change it. I remember then one of the things I wrote, right, was I wanted to skydive. <laughs> but later I realized, now I'm not interested. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> there are too many things I want to achieve with my life. <laughs> what if the parachute doesn't come down? <laughs> it's game over. I'm not married. I have one life. <laughs> Praise God. But it was one of the things I wanted to achieve. Praise God. Now I was single then. <laughs> First lady will not let me do that. <laughs> Praise God. You know. So write it. Write it. It doesn't have to. Everything doesn't have to look. It doesn't have to look realistic as it were. But just write it. Just write it. And for some that you can get pictorial representations. Put it around you. Paint a picture of where you are going. It never made sense to me when I was on campus as a student. And I will go into people's room. And I will be seeing pictures of half-naked women, seeing picture posters of musicians, you know, with broad chest. It never made sense to me. I put in the picture of, I don't understand. What does that add to your future? You look at some people's screensaver. is celebrities you see there. Ladies, they don't even know. She's just fine. You just put it there. Is that your future? To build your self-esteem and confidence, quit saying I can't. Quit saying I can't. Remove I can't from your vocabulary. I can't is a lie trap. Replace it with I won't or I will. If you say you can't do something, you are talking about your capacity. Simply means you are limited in capacity. If you say I won't, you are saying I can't, but I choose not to. They are two different things. Replace I can't with I won't or I will. Because in life you can achieve anything you set your mind to, make a priority, schedule time for, work hard at, and don't give up on. Number four, take calculated risks as often as possible. Take calculated risks as often as possible. And please realize this, risk taking is not synonymous to stupidity and foolishness. Risk taking simply means you consistently do things that take you out of your comfort zone. Risk taking simply means you do things that, you know, uh, 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 that will enable you to take advantage of opportunities so that you can create a brighter future for yourself. Take calculated risks. Take calculated risks. In risk taking, you start small and you build up. You start small and you build up. If you have not invested 10,000 naira or 100,000 naira before, don't get one money and say, ah, I want to invest 2 million. You will run into debt. You start small and you build up. You start small and you build up. You start small and you build up. You start small and you what? You build up. Some people's life have been destroyed by motivation. Motivations that are not practical. So take big risks. The bigger the risks, the bigger the reward. You have not taken small risks. You want to take big risks. You have even never taken any risks in your life. Just say, the bigger It is true. But there is, the person saying that is coming from somewhere. Number five, imagine the perfect outcome you want. 
practice visualization and imagine the perfect outcome you want. It builds your self-confidence and self-esteem. Sometimes, just, you say, have moments of quietness in your life. Have moments of quietness. And just imagine. Allow yourself to dream. In the next one year, in the next five years, where do I want to be? What do I want to achieve? What will my life look like? Just imagine it. What will my career look like? What will my family look like? Financially, who would I have become? Imagine it. Think about it. Allow yourself to dream. Number six step to developing self-confidence is speak positively to yourself. Speak positively to yourself. Your internal dialogue is something only you can hear. Let me tell you this, it has an impact on your destiny. Let me tell you, how stupid was I? How did I allow that to happen? Ah, I must have been very stupid. Those things, it has more impact on your life. You see, your own words will have greater impact on your life than the words someone else is saying to you. Because you are always with yourself 24-7. Your pastor is not with you 24-7. You are always with yourself. What are you saying to yourself? What's the internal dialogue? You made the mistake. Leave the past in the past. Yeah. How did I allow this to happen? I should have known better. Yes, you should have known better, but you didn't know better. Now you know better. So number eight step to investing in yourself and in your future is learn time management. Learn time management. Learn time management. Hmm. Everything you want to achieve in life can only be achieved through time. Everything you are going to achieve in life can only be achieved through what? Through time. So if you don't know how to manage time, the future is uncertain. It is what you do with your time now that guarantees what will happen in the future. If you don't know how to manage your time, you wake up in the day, you don't have an idea of what to achieve. You step into a new week, you don't know what must happen that week. The future is uncertain. You must know. And how do you know? By planning your time, by managing your time. It's not everything you should do. It's not everything you should say yes to. I told us a couple of weeks ago that no is a complete statement. How many of us remember? It's a complete statement. It's not everything you say yes to. Uh, what if... <laughs> many people have limited their future... Because they wanted to please people in the present. You must differentiate between what is important and what is urgent. It's not everything that is urgent that is important. When something that is important becomes urgent, it gets into crisis management. It simply means you have not been managing your time well. You have not been managing your time well. Learn time management. Learn time management. In this age of data mining and attention engineering, it is easier than ever before to be distracted. The goal of some people are attention engineers is to get you distracted 24 hours of the day. Haven't you noticed how addictive your social media is? The guys behind it are attention engineers. That's their work. You might never have heard of them. Those are the guys behind Las Vegas casinos. So you step there, you don't know where you gamble away your destiny. It's the work of some people. And those are the people social media companies are employing now. It's not a mainstream knowledge, but if you do your research, you'll find it. 
Haven't you noticed you say you want to check one thing? You just want to check one thing. Two hours you are still on that half. So is this, if you don't know how to manage your time, you will fall for all those things. And you will justify spending time there. You will justify it. I'm working. I'm checking on clients. Really. So you move from this one to that one. And you know that everything is now synced. So you just see that you are just clicking, clicking. Before you know it, you know, after one hour, you now realize, what did I even want to do? Does that happen to you? They've got in you. <laughs> so please learn time management. Learn time management. And one of the ways to do that is always work from a list. Always. Always. It might seem so simple, but it will save your time. Always work from a list. The people close to me know, if you want to, want to do something, I've written everything I want to do. As you are doing it, I'm taking it off. It's not that, okay, you want to do something without be doing it from the brain. No. Always work from a list. Always. Always. Take advantage of the note app on your phone. Not only your... The green apps, the blue ones, and the multicolored ones. Hmm. Take advantage of the note apps. Write things down. Write things down. Do you know what I'm uh, I will remember. You will not. Always work from a list. Work when you are working. When you say you are working, be truly working. Be truly working. Don't be chatting with friends. That's why I love organizations <laughs> and places where when you get to work, you drop your phone. You know there are places like that? The workers are always more productive. That's one that say they are working five hours. Uh, out of eight hours, work, work day eight hours. Five hours were spent on social media. Make entertainment a reward for tax accomplished, not a lifestyle. That's one of the ways to manage your time. So you want to watch a movie, what have you accomplished in that day? Make entertainment a reward. So if you have not done anything that is deserving of being entertained, there is no entertainment for that week. So if you truly want to be entertained, do something. And hold yourself accountable. Or maybe your spouse. So your spouse sees you watching a movie, say, have you done what you said you are going to do? If you say no, you know you will lose respect. <laughs> Oh God, you have not done anything. You are watching film. Oh, we live at the fact we our strength is coming. You are watching. You know, you it's, make yourself. If you know you cannot, you are not disciplined enough. Make someone, you know, let someone hold you accountable. Cut down on unnecessary and unprofitable socialization. One of the things that waste a lot of people's time in this part of the world is unprofitable association. That's how we are best friends. We are best friends. If you are truly best friends and you guys are futuristic, you don't have to be talking every day. You don't have to. That's just the truth. You really don't have to. When you talk every day, you start talking many nonsense. I don't talk to my friends every day. And trust me, I have very good and close friends. And we don't talk every day. But when we talk, we talk. We can't be talking every day. Everybody's busy. It might be that the reason why you have time to be talking every day is because everybody's jobless. And when I say jobless one that you don't have an employment, it simply means you don't prioritize your work. It's not that important to you. It's not that important. You see, now you'll be talking with me every day. For what? What do you want to be talking about? And as I begin to round up this morning, number nine, invest minimum of 10% of your time and money in your personal growth. Invest 
minimum of 10% of your time and money in your personal growth. Shed, plan budget growth and personal development. Budget it. Budget it. Budget it. If you don't plan for it, it will not happen. Invest minimum of 10% of your time and your money in your growth and personal development. Your life, your business and career will never grow beyond your level of personal growth. What you are building cannot grow beyond you. It can't grow beyond you. God cannot give you a 5 by 5 success if you have a 2 by 2 thinking or capacity. It will crush you. Many of us are trusting God and praying for things that we have not built capacity for. Glory does not just have glamour. It has weight. It's called the weight of glory. If you have not developed capacity to undo the weight, it will crush you. That's why people get into lamplight and just fizzle out. And some people get there and keep shining and shining and shining. It's capacity. It's capacity. And I've told us several times, if you do things beyond your capacity, life has a way of bringing you back to your capacity. You can't deceive life. You can't. You'll prove you are who you are not. There's a way God will orchestrate the circumstances of life to put you back to where you truly deserve. And may it happen early. Because there are some things that if they don't happen early, if it happens when you are maybe in your 60s or 70s, you can't cause correct. Become too late. Praise the Lord. You see, a single book or course, not C U R S E, C O U R S E, a single book or course huh, can change your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And last but not the least, prioritize your health. Prioritize your health. You only have one body. If you misuse it, you are finished. Prioritize your what? Your health. It's one of the wisest ways to invest in your future and yourself. If you don't prioritize your health, there is no future anyway. There is no future. The things many of us eat, we eat as if we are not planning to be alive for the next 30, 40 years. That's just the truth. Some of the things many of us are eating, you know, I just realized one of the things I discovered during this week, you know, first lady was showing me a video, because I just, I don't eat that much. Why has this belly refused to go down? I discovered that Gary gives you a belly. I never knew. But I used to do this because when, when I take Gary, I put milk, I garnish, I said, no, I'm not I'm drinking a rich man's Gary. <laughs> so it's a lie. The autonomy will, no matter how much, I don't think I'm exercising. This is not going down. What's happening here? Because I will not eat, but in the evening, when I'm still working late into the night, I will drink Gary. Prioritize your health. Oh, but you say, I'm, I'm not fat, so I don't need to exercise. It's not about losing fat, it's about keeping fit. Oh, but if you climb the stairs this morning, or anytime you come to church, when you get to inside the auditorium, you first have to sit down. Something is wrong. It means your heart is not pumping blood normally. You need to start exercising. You don't have to go to the gym if you can't afford it. Just go do bricks walking every day or skipping rope or skip. Buy a skipping rope. I even think that is even more effective than walking. Somebody hear what I'm saying? They say, ah, I don't even have the time. Ah, <laughs> you don't need to have the time. It's just that those dreams, there will be no time to fulfill it. 
If you are not exercising. If you are not prioritizing your health, there are things you should not eat. Understand your body system. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. There are times of the days you must understand yourself that you should not eat. Some people can eat and nothing will happen. Some people will eat 3 a.m. Unlike my wife, she can eat the whole house and nothing will not show anywhere. Me, <laughs> if I eat some small thing, I don't know why. Life no balance. <laughs> you know, small thing like what's any we eat it. Ah, I say, ah, madam, you have no idea what's wrong. Let's money show. You know, in this part of the world, ah, where your wife is, say, ah, you are working. I don't know if that's still happens anymore. Right? But prioritize your health. Prioritize your health. Please do that. Don't neglect your health for anything. Don't neglect your health. And you say, at times, eating healthy, eating healthy is expensive. But let me tell you, your future deserves it. Your future deserves it. Take a lot of water. Don't just be drinking drink. <laughs> I know. I'm just, don't just be taking soda. Fizzy drinks, all those things. Drink water. You say it is not sweet. It's what you have programmed your taste board to consider as being sweet. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. If you can, swim. You said that swimming is a recommended simple, you know, effective exercise. But don't go to Osho the swimming pool. Mm. There's a video Mrs. Ezekiel was showing me during the week. Some of us too might have seen it, you know. Invest in your health, especially your physical and mental health. Physical and mental health. Physical and mental health. Please invest in it. Prioritize it. One of the ways to invest in your mental health, do crossword puzzles. Do things that challenge you to think. There's this other one, Sudoku, right? I don't understand that one. Chess. Play those games. It will make you think. Don't just be playing snake and ladder. Ludo. The snake swallows it. There's no intelligence in that. There's no mental exertion. I hear what I'm saying. We are in this house. No more Ludo. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Play chess. Say, ah, I don't understand it. Ah, the people who understand it, they didn't bring it from heaven. They learned it on earth. So learn it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for the seed of your word that's been sown in our heart. This morning, I want you to begin to ask God for the grace to be a doer of the